and welcome to episode 42 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn three sleep solutions that are most probably going to waste your time and possibly your money as well, and so you don't need to try them. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. It saddens me when I look back at myself with the benefit of hindsight at all the things I tried to sort out my sleep. In my mind, I can replay these scenes of myself researching things and then trial and error, applying all these things, and then my sleep didn't get any better. Or it got a tiny bit better for a couple of nights and I'd get my hopes up and then next night I'd get right back to waking up at 2am and being awake for two hours. And I'd get really upset. I mean, I've said this before, but I don't mind admitting, there will be nights when I'll be so frustrated, so tired, so annoyed at knowing that the next day I was gonna feel really bad and I wasn't gonna enjoy whatever family time we had planned or I was gonna struggle to keep focused at work, that I'd just cry. It was just such a horrible feeling of powerlessness. And more than that, I felt like I was self-sabotaging. That's how I perceived it at the time. I felt like my brain knew I needed to sleep, but that it was making me wake up and then it was keeping me awake with all these thoughts. That was the powerlessness, that feeling that my mind was in charge of me and sabotaging me, and it wasn't the other way around. I wasn't in control. It was me making my own life miserable and there was nothing that I could do about it. As I say, it's ironic, self-sabotaging, just an odd feeling and feeling so frustrated and annoyed. And so, like I say, I do look back at myself during this time with empathy, but also with the benefit of hindsight, seeing exactly where I went wrong. And I just could not see it at the time. So in this episode, I want to give you some ideas about things that you could probably dispense with trying because... If you've got thought-based insomnia, in other words, insomnia that's being caused by your own thoughts keeping you awake, then I really think that it's likely that you'll probably be able to skip all of these things that I'm going to go through, save yourself the time, save yourself the frustration, and, and probably money too. So the first thing that's probably not going to work for you is anything which is billed as a quick fix, a sleep hack, or a one-word far too easy to be true solution. So here I'm just gonna mention some things that I read that were solutions when I had my sleep issue. So things like drink one glass of cherry juice every day, or drink a herbal tea before bed, or have a bath before bed and put some lavender oil in it. So things like that, very simple, one action things that you could just do and people will tell you or you'll read about it and it just magically makes you sleep. And don't get me wrong, none of these things are unhelpful or bad advice because there is a rationale for for these suggestions. 
And often it can be tempting to listen to other people who've had some success, for example, with a particular tea and think, okay, I'm going to try that. That's a natural feeling. But if you look at other areas of your life, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't just take some very simple, very quick idea and think, yeah, that's going to work. So for example, if you wanted to lose weight, and I posted in a diet group on Facebook that I lost weight by drinking a raspberry smoothie for breakfast each day. And so I posted, I think the secret to my weight loss is raspberries. So you probably wouldn't really believe that. You probably wouldn't go off and buy raspberries and try eating them for a week. You probably would use your basic knowledge of healthy eating and think, hmm, okay, well, raspberries are a fresh fruit. They've got vitamins, probably got very little calories. You know, maybe she used to have a fried breakfast and now she's swapped it out for a smoothie and that's helped her lose weight. And actually the fact that it was a raspberry smoothie was probably irrelevant. It could just as well have been a strawberry one. And you probably also think, well, healthy eating is more complex than just putting one type of food into your diet once a day, even if it's healthy food, and then that magically makes you lose weight. So that's the kind of thought process you'd go through. But what's important to remember in this example is that you're able to think like this because you have a basic knowledge of healthy eating and calories and the relationship between exercise and diet. And the majority of us learn these basics in school and they're discussed and shared between us as we grow up and as we become adults and and amongst our friends. So most of us experience as well weight gain and weight loss on a personal level from a young age. So we start to have knowledge of our own body and how it responds to exercise and changing diet. So when we hear advice on healthy eating, we have all this background knowledge and experience to reflect it against and work out if it makes sense. And that's what we do in that circumstance. What's different about sleep is two things. One, that we're not taught in school or via our social circle or our family about how sleep works. So maybe there are some exceptions to this. And if that's you, great, you're the lucky one. But for most of us, this didn't happen. So we don't have all this background knowledge and context that you would need to be able to take a suggestion and think, oh yeah, that might work. Or no, that probably won't work because it's got nothing to do with these things that cause cause us to go to sleep. Or, or, you know, you've got nothing to compare it against, basically. And secondly, some of you might not have struggled with sleep for always. Some of you might have slept just fine in your early adult life. And then you got to a certain period in your life, like a stressful time or after you had children. And then from then on, you just struggled. So you won't necessarily have any previous personal experience of insomnia or, or your sleep patterns or what works for you. And you've probably never noticed what you were doing or not doing in the past when you slept really well. So you're not going to be able to compare it to what you're doing now that's potentially affecting your sleep. So all in all, this means you've got very little background, no background on which to compare any suggestions that you read or hear about. And so when you're desperate for sleep, with this context of no background reference to guide you, you become willing to try anything. Uh, And anything seems possible because you don't have a frame of reference. And when I had my sleep issue, this was me. I had no um, education on this at all. I had no knowledge. Um, I had no background experience of not sleeping. I'd slept really well when I was an adult up until I had children. So I had no option and no point of reference but to try 
anything and everything that I read because I just didn't know any better. And it was a total scattergun approach to just reading something, try that, read the next thing, try that. But I, I want you to know that for most people, sleep is the same as healthy eating and wellness. One small individual action or product is really unlikely to give you a long-term sustainable solution to a sleep problem which you've had for a while and in which your main issue is your own thoughts are keeping you awake. It, it might work if you slept great and then you just have a couple of nights. What it is likely to lead you to is trial and error, wasting time and money, trying all these different individual solutions, getting more tired, more frustrated because they've got no lasting effect. So maybe a short-term effect, but no lasting effect. It's much more realistic to expect that you're going to need a wider approach to addressing your issue. So if you wanted to get healthy, for example, you'd look at your whole diet. If you wanted to get fit, you'd look at your whole day to consider how much activity is there, what's the relationship between uh, exercise and diet. Sleep is just the same. Sleep Sleep is a whole day experience. I've talked about this before. It's connected to your whole 24-hour cycle it's connected to your whole thoughts and behavior and so you have to consider sleep in this context not doing a specific activity or using a specific product for a really small gap of time just before you go to bed for example and this leads me nicely to my second suggestion for solutions that you don't need to try and this is any solution which doesn't in some way link back to your thoughts and in a way this this one's kind of obvious but again when you're tired and sleep deprived and desperate for a solution you're willing to try anything but if your thoughts are the main theme of your sleep issue then you need a solution which in some way addresses your thoughts so again if I take an example of drinking cherry juice yes some people think this can help in the nutrition that your body needs to create the hormones for sleep But if you're exhausted and sleepy and then your thoughts kick in at 3am and you're lying awake for hours, cherry juice is probably not going to be an effective solution for you on its own. So it might be part of a, a whole solution when you look at your whole life and kind of take it into account. But where where is um where is it linked to your thoughts? You're gonna need to do something else in addition that helps you to address this point of thoughts that are keeping you awake and even when people take sedatives to get them to sleep they're trying to dull their brain in order to stop the thoughts and and that can work for a while but as some people find over time they end up needing to take higher and higher doses to achieve the same effect whereas when you actually choose a solution which faces the issue head-on and you start addressing your thoughts and you learn how to regain some control of your mind, then you're getting to a much more valuable, long-term sustainable solution. And the third time-wasting solution that I'm going to suggest you don't need to try is any expensive product that sounds too good to be true. Please look out for these. I've seen some adverts for some very expensive products either things that you can use personally or things for your room, for example, that claim to fix your sleep. And what I would suggest is that before you get into shopping for expensive products, try going back to basics first. Sleep is a default mechanism. We're all born with the ability to sleep. And if you used to sleep well and your thoughts are now keeping you awake, you really could try going back to basics first 
and then relearn how to sleep, how to relax, how to get your mind to empty these thoughts and allow sleep back in because this costs nothing. And that's a good place to start. All right, so your action step for this week, have a look to see if any of the solutions you're currently trying or you're considering trying come under any of these three categories. And if so, please think really carefully before proceeding. Like I said, I spent a lot of time and money on solutions that didn't work because they fell into one of these three categories. And I really don't want you to do the same. All right, thanks for listening and have a good week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.